welcome back to another episode of Underground Antics. My guest with me today is the great Dave Stevens. Uh, your work and you know existence in the world covers many different areas, from you know executive coaching, facilitation, leadership training. You're a musician. You're an artist. You're an author. You're a family man, uh, and just an all-around creative thinker. And uh, I look forward to our conversation today about the creative process. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Uh, so how about we start off today with just a quick discussion on what exactly you know creativity is. What, what does it mean to you to be creative? Uh, and that can mean either when you're doing, you know, writing music or poetry or, or even in the corporate environment and you're trying to teach creative thinking. Um, how do you go about that process? Jeez, you start off with a great hard question. Great hard question. Thank you. Um, but creativity is such a fascinating thing for me because uh, because I don't actually know how to define it, mm -hmm. um, and and I've never actually tried to define creativity. I've read lots of books on creativity, but I think it wasn't the books that uh, taught me creativity. I, I, you know. From a young age, I just remember being creative. But if I look back, I, I remember all the kids around me being creative. So uh, I, I think if I could, if I could uh, nutshell it, um, mm. creativity for me is really being in the zone. Um, and, and, and so that takes away being an artist. You know, you, you, when I say being an artist, uh, painting or writing songs or whatever, you know, that's, people think creativity. They think you're doing these uh, hobby kinds of uh, activities. But I think when you're in the zone and you're doing something that you are so passionate about that you look up and time has disappeared, you could be working electronics or sanding something, I don't know, but you, you look up and this time has disappeared and you just wish you could keep doing it for the whole day. I think that for me is um, well, what creativity is. Uh, and, and really it's a, it's a channel space, I, I, I feel, you know, mm -hmm. um, channel so plugged in somewhere. Right, like you're connecting yeah. to something that's like manifesting through you at that moment. Exactly, right. exactly. And you, I mean, you can find it in parts of your work as well. You know, you, you might find uh, parts of your work where you just disappear. Maybe you struggle through your job, but there are parts of your job that you think, you know, um, and, and as I'm talking, and, and I will apologize, my mind will shoot off uh, through this conversation. But yeah. and I always remember in school, it. there were certain subjects where, you, you went, oh, wow, you know, uh, Thursday afternoon, double art or Thursday afternoon, double English. And you got really excited. You know, I think that's a, that's a, a form of creativity. That's a, that's a passion coming through. So um, if you're doing something and you're plugged into that channel, as I call it, you know, the radar is mm -hmm. up and you're just, it's just coming through you. I think that's the, the zone. Um, yeah. And you're right. I think it, it, it's difficult to define, right? Because it can manifest in all sorts of ways which is not, you know, typically we think of creativity as like a kind of skill or, or something that some people have and some people don't have. And it's, you know, thought to be reserved for the arts and the music uh, or graphic design or anything along those lines. Whereas in reality, you creativity comes through anything that you're doing with some degree of passion and as you say, like when you're in that zone, right, it, it's, it's like a meditation where yeah. you're not really thinking. I mean, you're using your mind, sure, but you're not exactly trying to solve problems and work out what's what. 
you're just focused and just doing whatever it is that you're doing, right? Yeah. And um, I guess what happens then is if you have like drawing skills or musical skills or something like that, then you can use that creativity to create a work of art. And then depending on, you know, what you're doing it for, um, it either, I mean, you know, it doesn't really matter like how it comes out if you enjoy the process, I think. Um, particularly if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it and really just enjoying your time. Um, yeah. You're not, you don't have to be trying to create, you know, a million dollar piece of art or music. You can just do it for the enjoyment of it. Right. And there really is something about it that, as you say, like things you look forward to in life are often doing these things that are, you know, seemingly have no objective value, you could say, mm. but the subjective value is definitely there. Right, because yeah. it benefits you, and it, it really like benefits your soul, even. Right. That's um, that's exactly it. I mean, I think it's I think soul work is a great way to describe it. Mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned it, like, quite a few things there, which which I could which I, I think are very important in the creative process. You know, one of them is its enjoyment. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, we, we I say we as though everyone's like this. I, I generalize, so apologies, but I do feel we we've stepped quite far away from joy in a mm -hmm. personal joy. And um, so it, it very much is a space of one enjoyment. Um, and, and what's also important, you said, like, it's like moving away from a work of art. Uh, I don't think creativity is about an accomplishment. I think it's about a, maybe a personal accomplishment. But, but um, you, you can't, I kind of push myself through creativity. You know, I have this dream to write a better song every time I write a song. I'm not trying to write a song to sell a song. I never try write to sell because, mm -hmm. because there's a formula to selling a song. I don't want to write a formula. I want to, I want to enjoy the process of writing a song. So, you, you, of course, you, you have an accomplishment of creating something. But, and you do want to do you, – you want to better yourself. But it's never about other people's eyes. I always, I always feel like it's, if, if it's first and foremost about self, your own eyes. Um, uh, and, and, you know, when you're enjoying something, you do get lost in the process. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're losing yourself in the process and you, and you, and the other thing is you, you leave feeling exhausted, but energized. Uh, I always find creativity such a paradox, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're exhausted, but you're energized. You, you, you've wasted away lots of time, but you, you think you've done so much with your time. It's, it's, it's a wonderful middle ground, um, that, yeah, we, that it, we're in. It's definitely paradoxical. Like most things mm. evidently in the world are, are quite paradoxical. Um, yeah. and, and that it is, it's the strange sense of you're doing, you know, you're doing something worthwhile. Um, even if there's no like physical, uh, reward or for it, although you do get a piece of art or a piece of music or you, whatever it is that you're working on, uh, mm. and you put a whole lot of effort and energy into it but you feel good afterwards. It's not like you're doing something where you don't like doing it and afterwards you just feel drained and you feel like shit anyway. And then there's no like drive of like that was worth doing and that relaxation at the end of it where you're like, you know, sure, like that was awesome. Or yeah. alternatively, you're like, what a, that was a shit, you know, way to spend the time. Um, and, yeah. and I think that it, it, this is something that everyone can do right? It might not look the same for everyone. You know, like for me, with zero musical skills or inclination, uh, it doesn't make sense for me to do music at the moment. I mean, perhaps one day I'll start and get into it. But 
for me, like the creativity comes out in, in conversation and like I get to do this podcast and I get to work with people and uh, it, it comes out in that way. And similarly, you could do it with like any sort of woodwork or metalwork or whatever it is you're doing. Or even, you know, like even if you have some sort of like, a, you know, like a desk job, like you mm. can incorporate that in where you're just letting yourself do what you need to do and, and go through it carefully and um, with a passion and an energy that's exciting and that, that you know, fulfills soul work. And not, not everything does it, obviously, but it's important to, like, figure out how to do that for yourself, right? Yeah. And I guess everyone has some inclination of what they enjoy doing. You know, actually, it could be something like video games where it's an extremely creative opportunity to work on skills and to communicate with people and to navigate things. And um, it, it just depends on how you approach all of it, right? Yeah, yeah, um, it, exactly. And, and it, it's such a fascinating thing that you say in terms of, of um, where to find this creativity because, uh, yes, it's in the things that we do, but, you know, I, my daughter's four and uh, she wants to play all the time. And for me, that's a big part of the creative process is, if it feels like play, that's a very good feeling. Like if you feel like you're, you know, you're playing with tinkering with fixing a bike or you're playing with podcasts or yeah, that you're in a good zone. And, and it's interesting because, because my daughter just, she just lays it out in front of me. You know, there's a fire hydrant, one right outside our house and she's always on it. And she, she always, and it's a rocket. That's, she sees it as a rocket and she always wants me to climb yeah. in the rocket with her. And it's interesting, this barrier that I have to break through to, to see what she's seeing and it's, mm-hmm. and, and, and to actually play with her and to engage in the creative process. And it's quite frustrating sometimes because, because there's all these voices in my head that are telling me about how silly I look or how it's, you know, you, you're not a child anymore, but really it's just me not allowing myself to, to go into that space. Because once you're in that space, you start to see things all around you, creative things all around you. Um, I have this big dream to two big dreams. Um, one is to write a musical, and um, and I have no idea how to do that. Um, right. But I've but uh, and I'll, I'll share the process that I'm on at the moment. Another one is to be a cartoonist, mm. and I cannot draw uh, at all. Um, and so and so there's this there's this, there's these conflicting voices in my head. One of pushing dreams, and the other one saying that you can't, you can't do this. You, 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 you know, there's, why would you waste your time doing this? So it's, and, and all I have to do is step into that space. And I think that's a big part of creativity. It's, we were all born with it. It's, there's no, anyone who yeah. says I wasn't born with creativity, I, I think, how did you get to where you are then? You know, yeah. um, how did you learn to talk? How did you learn to walk? These are all, you know, t- testing things um, as, as kids. So we're all creative. Uh, it's about stepping into that zone. Right, and like stepping out of your comfort zone, which is the sort of adult brain of, you know, trying to view the world all like uh, uh, seriously and no play and no fun and there's no, you're worried about how you look or what people think or whether you should be doing this or not or whatever it is. But, you know, children exactly are the the exact exemplifiers of creative play where it's just free and they're not trying to be creative they're not trying to do anything. They just want to have fun, right? Or they just want to explore or learn about the world or 
you know, they walk along a sidewalk and they want to balance on the edge just to get a feel, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. for what's going on and learn about their bodies and their relationship to the world. And you're right, everyone has to do this, right? And you can definitely get caught up in your own trap if you're in your head about I'm not creative or I don't have creativity, which doesn't really mean anything, right? It just means perhaps you're not trying new things that you want to do or you're not allowing yourself to take that step where into the unknown where you don't know how it's going to go, right? Yeah. And there's a possibility according to, you know, the sort of like critical voice in your head of it looking bad or being a waste of time or not going so well. And if you can move past that and step into that zone, then yeah. the freedom opens and the space becomes available for you to express whatever it is. And you can get to play with kids and you can get to join in on ga with games and see the world with almost an innocence, right? Where you're, yeah. you, there's no like, um, there's no judgment going into it. You see a fire hydrant, well, you don't see a fire hydrant, you see a rocket, you don't see a box, you see a car. You know, it, it's not about what the thing is. It's not about how much stuff you have. You see a stick, you're, it's a sword or it's a gun or it's a, you know, as, it's just as much as your imagination can go, basically. You're, you're yeah. opening up yourself to that world. Um, yeah. And like for you, uh, with, with your, your dreams of, you know, writing a, a musical and, and becoming a cartoonist, like the biggest step will be to just start, right? Well, like exactly. Just, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, that, that's exactly it. The, the, the first step is just to start. And, and when you, when you start, um, you're going to, you're going to get all that, all that judgments going to, those inner voices are going to step in. And, yeah. and, and it's interesting because, um, I, I learned this a long time ago, but I, I have, I have, I, I'm constantly making up stories. You know, it's, it's, it's mm. a big, it's a big thing of mine. I, I, names of characters, I, I, I get obsessed with it, right? And and then I think, well, what's the backstory to that character? And I'm doing this all the time in my head, so it's mm -hmm. it's it's quite crazy up in my head sometimes. But it's um, not happening. Yeah, but but what's interesting is is um, is this concept of of so let's stay with the stories in my head. You know, being a writer, stories mm -hmm. in my head don't, don't make me a writer; they just make me a storyteller. But I haven't told a story; it's still stuck in my head. Yeah. And so the process of being a writer is me actually sitting down and writing the story. And so, so a, you know, creative people, I feel, and maybe the stereotype is decreasing, but they, they get painted with quite a tough brush in terms of um, they're just dreamers or they're just the, – the, 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 the creatives that, that do stuff in the world are the ones that actually go and do something about what's sitting in their head. And so, yeah. so why I mention that is because I learned this the hard way, but the only way I can be a writer is if I write. Which right. means that I set aside half an hour every day in my life to write. Um, yeah. and, and what happens if you write every day for half an hour is, is, you, is you find your voice. Um, so I've been writing now for 20 years huh. and I have a voice. I have a, I have a, 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 a literary voice. What is interesting is, is just as a side note, how many people say, yeah. oh, you're a writer. What have you published? And I say, but that's not the point, in, you know, from a creative perspective. That's, that's yeah. from a success perspective, but they're two very separate things. Um, and, so, and so a big part, just back to your point, is that it's the doing that makes you the thing. 
not how much you sell, right? So you're correct. Mm -hmm. The moment I draw a cartoon, even if it's a stick figure, I've drawn a cartoon. If my inner judgment says, oh, you're not a cartoonist because no one's going to look at that, well, that's, that's a different thing altogether. The fact that I've sat right. down and come up with an idea and put pen to paper, that's, that's me in the, the creative space. Right. If, and if you want to make money from yeah. that, then maybe you move to innovation, right? That's, that's, you know, innovation is, is creating value from an idea. But, but the idea is, for me is, is, the, is, the, is the lifeblood. That's what mm -hmm. keeps, us, keeps me alive, right? Um, yeah, and there's no innovation without the idea either. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, and it's interesting. It, it's an important distinction to make, I think, between uh, success and just being creative, right? Like to some degree, it, it does matter like what product you produce if that's your goal, right? But if it's not your goal, if your goal is just to be creative because you enjoy it, then it doesn't matter what you produce. Uh, yeah. or, or it matters only to you and in terms of like how you feel about it, right? And as you had said, like every time you write a song, you want to write better versions of it, but not because you're trying to sell tracks because you're trying to just improve. And I guess it's fulfill an idea in your head of how you, you dream it to sound or to, <clears throat> to write. I mean, I don't know what the right, the right adjective is, but I guess it's also kind of a sound. It's just more in words. Um, and I think it, that definitely stops a lot of people because people go, well, I'm, you know, I'm never going to be a famous rock star. So why am I going to play the guitar? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's a big barrier because you don't have to, even, you know, that, that doesn't have to even be on the table to do it. You just have to want to do it for yourself. Yeah. Right? And I think that the best, like, if I think to, you know, who are, like the best musicians, just as an example, in creativity, like the best musicians and the best albums by musicians are usually their first or second albums yeah. where they're still writing the stuff themselves. They're not doing it because it's trying to make the most money. So the production side of it is on creating the best song, not creating the most sellable product, right? Yeah. Now, the ones that do go that way or if they end up going that way, um, I mean, it makes sense why they do, and it's not a criticism of that, right? Like, if you're trying to make money and make a living, like, okay, you do what you got to do sometimes. But it, it's weird how it can have success but not have the same impact and meaning, right? Mm. So you might sell more, ironically, but not feel as empowered or passionate about the music you're creating because mm. something's been removed or you're forcing something that's not there in order to try and sell, right? Um, exactly, and there's lots of examples of that, and you know it doesn't. We don't have to get into the specifics, but it's like it, it is a fine balance if you're trying to do it professionally. Let's say, right? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's you know I mean, uh, what I hope you know the, these are just this is my experience of creativity from from, and I've done a lot of reflection you know, mm. from when I started and then all the way back into my childhood. But these are just my reflections on creativity. And, and I think it's very important to separate um, creativity from success because because if you're running a podcast on how to be successful from your creativity, you would have someone different on the yeah. podcast. My, 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 my drive is, is um, I don't even want to say happiness. I keep it to the space of joy, but, but – you know, when when I get to the end of my life, whenever that is, and I and I tally up how much time was spent 
in the things that I enjoy and how much time was spent in the things that I didn't enjoy. Um, that's, that for me is a big, that's going to be a big part of, of, of that, I, that I have a successful life. So, right. so, so each person to their own. And I, I'm, I'm, I have to just share, I'm, I'm hugely uh, envious of those people that, that are able to be passionate, creative, and, and enjoy what they do and make money from it. Yeah. Uh, I'm envious of it. It's, I've never found how to find my creativity in, in, in the wealth side of things, but right. I, have, I have personal wealth um, and I'm very proud of it. So, so um, I think it's, it's very important that the creativity and success is kind of separated. And it's, it, it's interesting what you say about um, a lot of those bands. I mean, we, again, we can talk for ages. I can talk about music forever. Yeah. Um, but but it's interesting. You're so correct. How many bands and even albums that I listen to? There's a in the and, and an extra thing to to the music production side of things. But in the first album of of many artists, the, because they don't have the same budget they have for like the third or fourth album, it's not as well produced. And so what they're doing is they they um, doing the best that they can with what they've got. Mm-hmm. And there's a rawness. Often there's a rawness and an electricity to to this music. The songs are good, they, you know, and it, it's interesting. I, I was listening to Uprising from Bob Marley uh, two mm. nights ago, and it, there's such a difference between Catch a Fire, which was his first kind of global springboard, to, to Uprising. Um, yeah. and, and even the songs before, if you go before he became famous, there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a, a real kind of danger to the songs. And he's still good in uprising. Don't get me wrong; sure. he's an amazing a musician. But but there's there's something that's just I don't know, um, very syrupy, very very sweet and beautiful about the first part. So, yeah, I, I think as you as you grow into success, um, you know, and and just sorry, one more thing, but just mm. Springsteen. That's what I love about Bruce Springsteen is is just when he's getting too polished, he like goes back. You know, he goes back to he, he. You know, he 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 did born in the USA, and then he went back to Nebraska, which was just him and a four track. He's just raw, and it's great. You know, yeah. so the, the, and he, I feel he's someone who's really plugged into this this concept of of letting the channel come, um, rather yeah. than staying with the success. No, you're right, and there's it's a good point. There are good examples of like very successful musicians who don't fall into that trap. Right, mm. or who have somehow managed to navigate it's not a trap, it's just you know, it's also I think it happens unintentionally a lot of the time. Um, yeah, like you know, with artists that start to make much more money, and so their the focus perhaps changes just naturally, and mm. so something might you know, you, you, I guess there's pros and cons, right? Like you get better quality, you get higher production, your market. Uh, marketing budgets increase, so your reach increases. So it, it, that there's there's a lot of good that happens there, but sometimes perhaps you lose that rawness. But not always, right? Like with Springsteen, like it, they know that if they go too far in one direction, it doesn't work for them the same, right? Mm. And it probably comes down to a feeling of like that's exactly it. What what am I creating, and does this fulfill me? Yeah. Right. Even whether it's financially the most uh, successful or not, you know, I guess, and the most, the luckiest artists, uh, I use lucky sort of loosely, but like the luckiest artists can have that choice. At least they can think about it that way. It's not about a, 
restriction. It's more just like they're able to say, okay, I've reached a point of financial success where I'm sufficiently happy with what it is and I'm not trying to grow exponentially just forever. And they mm -hmm. can kind of take a step back and say, well, how do I make the best music that I can for me, which I know now translates into the best or the most well-received songs, right? Mm -hmm. And it, for them, it might be going back to do small shows or, you know, like single or, or small band productions and not mm. arenas and stadiums, right? Um, and so it, it's definitely interesting to see how that like plays out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it does come, I mean, you know, just to like bring it back to this, like the creativity process, what, what you had said about the channeling, right? Is that there does seem to be this zone that people get into, uh, particularly performers, but mm. generally speaking, people, you can, it happens to everyone when you're fully engaged in a task and uh, you're not resisting whatever it is that you're doing, despite it might be challenging, right? Like, mm. so it's not that it's easy, but that you're engaged with it and something's like flowing through you and you're just mm. being a vessel for whatever it is that's coming out. And it's really weird to kind of think about and just and talk about because it, it kind of transcends our, the you know language to some degree where you're describing experience which is very difficult uh mm. whereas it there's something about it that I, people i feel like can connect with in the sense of like oh i know what that is i also don't know how to explain what it is or perhaps <laughs> i don't even know why i know what it is but something resonates Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's what happens with people. And when we talk about creativity is that they're like, oh, and I kind of know what you're talking about, even though it's it's difficult to describe or define. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you, you've said so many great things. Here, and uh, <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I really want to unpack two things, which, which yeah. um, for, for, for me are so important. Um, or maybe one is my agenda. But the, the first thing is. And I, I cannot say this guy's name. I, I know his name. I just cannot say it. It's Mikhail. It's it's a long name. Anyway, with many <laughs> with many consonants. Um, so. But he wrote a book called Flow, and and he's a psychologist, and he he did research exactly on what you're talking about. That when you're in that zone of creativity, you're in flow, mm -hmm. and kind of time disappears. And just to share one story, my, my yeah. wife, who's an ex-choreographer, that's where she was a dancer. That's where she used to get her energy. And since she's become a mom, she's moved away from that. And now gardening is where she gets her energy. Mm. And when she's out in the garden, time disappears. Now she's still learning about how to garden. You know, we, we came from South Africa, uh, which was fertile soil and fertile weather, to, to Canada where you, you have a very limited period of uh, to plant. And so she's learning this, this whole thing, but she's learning by doing. It's a trial and error, yeah. and she's loving it. And the two things I want to mention in that story is, is one is, um, is when she's gardening, she's in her flow. She's in her flow. And time disappears. I have to say, you've actually, it's like 9 o'clock, and she's still out there. Yeah. But the other thing is, which is very interesting, is, is she plants way too early. So everyone's saying in Canada, get up 24th of May. That's a good time to plant. Right. And she's already planting by March. So our house from March to May looks like a, a greenhouse, but <laughs> it's in our living room. And right. what's interesting is everyone says, you, you're going too early. You're going too early. But what they're not seeing is that she's so, she's so excited. 
that she just wants to test. And that's all she's doing. Yeah. She's experimenting um, with, 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 with plants and with seeds and seeing how long they're going to last indoors. And so she's building up this, this um, knowledge. Mm-hmm. But everyone is, she speaks to says, no, it's not going to work. And often it doesn't work, but she's, it's a trial and error. But the, the, they're missing the point. It's not about the outcome. Yeah. She's totally in her flow. She loves it. So let her do it. Yeah. And it's, she's in her creativity. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, which is very important from a coaching perspective, is, yeah. is um, what creativity does for us. And that's why we even have to test our creativity all, all the time. You know, if, if, you, if you ask me to write a song now on guitar, give me an hour, I'll have a song for you. I have, a, I have a bank of 800 songs. I think they're all good. But because it's, it's now my, my neural pathways have been shaped. Mm-hmm. And so what, I, what I've done recently is, is I'm starting to learn two instruments which I've never learned before. One is a piano and one is an accordion, which mm. is going to start soon. And the reason I'm doing this is because uh, I want to reshape my neural pathways. And when we feel stuck in life, we yeah. feel we can't go forward. It's because we, we, we uh, are in a comfort zone and our neural pathways have been set. And what we don't recognize is, is we can reshape our neural pathways and creativity allows us to do that. It just means we have to fail a bit and it's hard to fail. So we just stay in our comfort zones. But creativity gives us that platform to try something where we reshape neural pathways. And it's interesting. I want to go back to something you said right earlier on, but you know, yeah. the, the, you know children can see... Uh, a a um, fire hydrant as a rocket, but you can also take that and extrapolate that t- to your life. You know, you can yeah. you can see uh, something that you're fearful. You can also see that as something different, as a challenge, or uh, so that ability to see something differently is actually so important. And and we 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 get better at it if we if we keep on challenging our neural pathways because mm-hmm. that's about seeing something different. So. Um, there's really the two things there. One is the, the flow where you just, it fills your soul. Uh, and two is, is, um, is, is the challenge of creativity. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's a good point. Uh, both of those are, are, are good points, but I'll, I'll just, you know, on the point of, um, the challenge, right? Like I think I found personally in, in my life, it's like that the fear of failure is can be so overwhelming that it prevents you from starting right yeah and it's very curious about why this fear of failure even exists in me right and sure we could look at it psychologically and see if there's some sources in childhood or whatever it is but you know i I think it's broader than that in the sense of like doing new things is really hard and until you have those set pathways that you can rely on uh, to essentially be in a state of flow while being creative and being challenged. Like there's a, a big learning curve that needs to kind of happen. And if you can accept that that's the case and that you are going to fail and you're going to fail probably more than you'll succeed in, if you even call it those kinds of things, right? Like it, 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 you're right. It like, it depends on how you view it because you can view it as a failure or you can view it as just a lesson, right? And, and, it, and there's a distinction between the two in terms of how you feel about yourself about the situation, right? Mm. If you're playing a song or if you're learning to play the piano or the accordion and you mess up because your fingers don't know where to go exactly, 
it can either be very demoralizing and upsetting and it can stop you from continuing because you're like, this sucks. I just want to play good music and I can't, so I'm not going to do it anymore, right? It, and that's somewhat of a natural reaction for a lot of people. Or, or maybe, and in addition to, you know, it depends on how you think about things, but you can say, okay, little setback. Like, I have to at least be patient with myself, allow my, my brain and my body to learn these new movements that I've never done before, right? Mm. And if you think about how long it takes to learn anything, it takes fucking forever a lot of the time, right? <laughs> it does. And it's okay that that's the case because there doesn't have to be a goal. I mean, you can have little goals, but it's like, it's fine to be on the path and just do, right? It, and, that, yeah. and that's in that state of flow is when you're not worried about the consequences of what you're doing and you're just yeah. enjoying whatever it is that you're doing and you're growing because it's difficult and you're doing new things or like, you know, with your wife in the garden, it's like, yeah, okay, a bunch of plants aren't going to make it. And that's, you know, maybe a bit sad for the plants, but it's fine. Like, <laughs> uh, it'll be a lesson, you know, for her that, okay, well, it's not just because people tell me that I shouldn't plant before May 2-4 because of the frost or whatever. It's like, no, I mean, I'm trying new things. And you know what? If people didn't do that, there might never be innovation and there might never be a new way of doing things because yeah. it's also possible that perhaps she discovers that some plants you can plant long before May 2-4 and enjoy them for oh, sorry, and enjoy them for like an extra month or two months of the year, which are precious in you know, mm. Canadian weather time. <laughs> um, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way and then you'll know for next time or whatever, yeah. right? Or you'll know you'll set up a greenhouse inside or do something different. But it, it, that's not the what's important. The important part is just like just being there and just enjoying what you're doing despite its challenge, right? Yeah. Um, but it's difficult, right, to do it, that. It's, it's difficult and, and it, it really it is difficult. And, and again, it's, there's, there's, you know, it's so interesting. There's something, there's a thought, there's a thought process almost that I would, I would probably not challenge with you, but just sure. it's, it's great that you brought it up. It's such a lovely thought process. And I'm not going to say this is true or not. It's a great debate. But right. as you were talking, I thought it's interesting that creativity could also be your, your – um, your armor against failure because, because I'm only failing because I'm comparing myself to someone or something that I want to be, right? Yeah. So, so I, I'm not failing at the piano at the moment, but what I do is I play 10 minutes of piano every day, 10 minutes, which, mm -hmm. which equates to 40 minutes of piano a week. And now after a year of doing it, literally it's been a year, I can now play, in fact, less, it's been eight months. I'm not more talented than anyone else. I'm a terrible piano player, but I can play three songs. Yeah. And I played one to a friend of mine the other day, and he was like, wow, man, you can play that Coldplay song. And I said, yeah. And it took 10 minutes a day, but I didn't have an expectation of wanting to sound like, I don't know, Liberace by, you know, in two years, because then I'm a failure. Yeah. You know, Liberace could probably play this song with one finger better than yeah. I played with two hands. But once you put the comparison, then you're going to, you, then everything you do is a, Failure, but I haven't failed at the piano yet because I haven't. I, I don't have an achievement that I want to get to, mm -hmm. but I'm definitely getting better. Um, and the, the second thing I want to mention. So, so that's the one thing is that you, you, yes, you're failing all the time. But actually, if 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 it's just creativity, 
then you, 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 you're more enjoying than failing because you haven't pegged it against what you want to be. If you said, I want to sell a book in two years' time and you don't, then you failed, sure. But, but maybe you missed out on the process. The, the, the process is what's important. Did right. you enjoy writing that book for two years? Well, then you've passed. You didn't fail. You passed. Um, the, the second thing is, is um, um, it, it, my wife's got a great story to tell. It's fascinating. We, we, went, we were with people last night and they said, um, just, are you planting or whatever? And she said, last year we grew two pumpkins. We, that's all that came out of a massive pumpkin plant, two pumpkins. <laughs> and they were this size. Yeah. They were just tiny. We couldn't even eat them. They were so small. Right. We grew a watermelon and it was the size of a marble, <laughs> but fully grown. And yeah. it's, a, it's a story we tell. And so what creativity gives you is, is this, this connection to like-minded people, you know, We've made gardener friends in the neighborhood mm. because my wife's telling her story. I, I, I'm not friends with him, but she's telling her story. And so, and so what it gives you is this, is this connection, um, which I think is – you can't almost put it into, into success or failure terms. It's, it's, it's friendships, it's networking, it's, but it's connection. Um, yeah. And the, the last thing which is – it came up in your talking is – which is interesting is um, my, my – I try to stay away from gurus because um, eventually humans are humans, right? So yeah. then you go, oh, it's just a human. They let you down. So, but there's someone who, who I've been very gentle with. Like I, I, I don't try and see his, 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 his um, home life. But uh, he's, it's Sir Ken Robinson, and he's written two great books on creativity. The Element, one's called The Element and one's called Finding, finding Your Purpose or Finding the Element. But he... Um, he tells this great story in one of his TED Talks. His TED Talks have, are really big and, you know, millions mm -hmm. of views. But he tells this great story of this classroom of kids and they're, they're drawing pictures of anything that they want. Yeah. And the teacher walks past the one child and she says, she says, Jane, what are you drawing a picture of? And the little girl says, ma'am, I'm drawing a picture of God. She says, yeah, but Jane, no one knows what God looks like. And she says, I know, ma'am, but they will in a minute. And and that's the that's the beauty of creativity is that right. if you take it away from I want it to be that thing and you just it's the process, then you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and um, it doesn't matter what other people think. Right? Doesn't matter. They, in fact, sometimes they're not even allowed in on the process. Right. Because it's got nothing to do with them. So they right? shouldn't be in on the process. Right. You don't you want know, them there. Yeah. I mean, I don't tell people I'm a, I'm an author. Unless, yeah. unless they express an interest in books and we start talking about reading or – because invariably the first question when someone – if you say to someone, I'm an author, the first question will be, what have you published? Yeah. And then you say nothing and then that's it. They, they don't, they're not interested in, well, what your story's about, you know? I want to yeah. tell you my stories. And, and um, what you're hoping for when someone says, are you an author? You say, I am. And they say, me too. And then then you, you're in – that's great. You talk about your process. You talk right. about – then you're in. That for me is the gold, right? So, and yeah. again, this is all my process on creativity. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, no, it, it's very interesting because it's true. And, and I think the world we live in today is very focused on outcome, right? Too focused, mm -hmm. you might say, in, in probably most places um, where the bottom line or the final product or, you know, the number of sales that you do – like that's all that matters in some sense yeah. or, and, and it can be horribly restrictive and, you know, demoralizing. I mean, like even with the pumpkins and things that you grew, it's like, well, some people would have looked at that and it 
and would have said like, oh, this is so, this is useless. Like I, the store pumpkins are 10 times this. Why would I tell anyone about this? Right? Yeah. Like it's just a failure. But that's, I mean, you can look at it that way if you want, but it's not a nice way. It's not going to feel good. Um, yeah. And it's not true either because it's only important if you're making the comparison, right? If you, because you could also just compare to no pumpkins, and then exactly. you've, got a, you've got a great success. You've got too many pumpkins. And that's, you know, at least too many pumpkins better than zero um, <laughs> if you're wanting to compare. But you don't even need to do that. You can just be like, wow, look what we did. Like, this is amazing just as is. It doesn't need to be better. It doesn't need to be different from what it is. It just, it's good or it's nice as it is, right? Yeah. Um, and as you say, like, when people ask you, if you're, you know, you say you're an author and people are like, well, what have you published? And then you say nothing. I guess that's a, it's quite a stumping question. Where'd you go after that? Where'd you go? I mean, my thought would be like, have you written, what have you written? Right? Mm. Not like, cause I think that there's a distinction between writing and publishing. Cause I know lots of people who write stuff and, or self publish or whatever it is. And it's like, Oh, it's fine. I don't mind that. Like, just tell me what your stuff's about or what do you like writing about to use one of the questions or what kind of music do you like to play? Or you, I mean, the, the conversation can go forwards. You, the person just has to be open and willing to, to do it. Right. And perhaps it depends on the interaction and whether it's just some like niceties or polite conversation, um, I'm not usually into those kind of conversations. I usually, <laughs> I usually jump right in. I'm like, let's go deep, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about the weather. Let's talk about your life. Um, and I mean, I guess that's kind of why I'm doing a podcast is cause <laughs> I get to have yeah. those conversations with people, but <laughs> it, it, it's definitely a, a fine balance. And, and for people, I would think that what's important is to figure out what it is meaningful to you, right? In, in one's own life and then be able to work through that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, you know, if, if I go into, into your podcast world, I mean, what, what you've described to me is, is just where you get enjoyment, right? So, yeah. so the conversation, the deep conversation and what you've done is you've said, that's, that's where, where I just, time can disappear, right? I'm in my zone. I'm in my flow. Yeah. And so, so, so that, that's creativity and that's you, 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 in this doing and this doing is, is part of, part of your process. Uh, yes, you have ideals, of course, but, but the first and foremost step is to say, what do I love? I love this and I'm going to try and bring it as much as I, as I can into, into my everyday. Um, mm -hmm. and so, and so, you know, it's it's interesting. It's because that question of um, again, I'm going to go back to creativity. For, yeah. for me, it's 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 um, if I again, I go back to the I go back to the bank balance of life, right? When I get to the end, will I've spent more time in enjoyment than not? And I get enjoyment from creativity. Yes, I get enjoyment from watching a Netflix. Absolutely. But, but I can guarantee, I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it through lockdown. Lockdown has been a fascinating uh, insight into creativity. Mm. And for those who haven't attached to creativity, I highly challenge them to go out and, and find out what it was that they used to enjoy, that they've, they've lost touch with. Because, because people have said to me, I've heard it in yeah. conversations through lockdown, oh, I'm bored of Netflix. You don't get bored in creativity. 
I don't, I don't get bored of writing songs. What, what happens is I want to write a better song. So I get bored of writing the same song, but that right. means I can write a better song, a different song. You know, writer's block is, is wonderful because, because you get angry in writer's block. Right. And when you're in anger, that's a very good energy to have. Not angry at the world, but angry about, I want to write better. So you get this, this boost of energy to challenge yourself. Creativity brings that. People who are bored, people who are, are listless, uh, have no energy, that's, that's what the challenge there is find the creativity. You're not going to find it in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you might find it in, if you see a movie and you say, I would like to write a script like that, then, yeah. then go write that script. That's, that's, the, that's what the movie's done for you. Um, and, so, and so for me, that, that's, that's the key part of this, this creativity. And, and when, when I talk about books, um, it's, it's, you know, when someone says, what have you published? It's, it's almost like a deflating comment for me. It's like deflating. I'm like, oh, because then I can go into failure, right? I've got my own little self-doubt hanging there. That's from my past. I can, I can, we, Shane, at some point we can have a podcast about uh, my, my background, yeah. my stories. But um, you, you, I don't like that comment because it, my inner voice goes, yeah, you see, you're a failure. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've actually written three novels, you know, whether they get published or not. I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, it, um, my favorite novel of all time, which is not for everyone's palate, but it's a novel called Infinite Jest by David Foster um, uh, Wallace. Mm. It just, it's, I, I don't know how someone wrote a book of a thousand pages that good. And, <laughs> right. and I don't know his story, but I know that he committed suicide, I think at the age of 49, you know. And, I, and I, my brain can't compute that. I'm like, I would dream of writing a book like this. But he was, must have been in agony. For yeah. however long in his life, um, there's another there's another great um, album of a guy. The, the I'm trying to think of the band's name now, but the guy released this album recently, two years ago, and then same thing, committed suicide in his 40s. Released yeah. this immaculate album, and I, I think, how did you? And then, like, because because potentially, I look maybe in trauma or in difficulty or whatever it is, but were successful. You know, something yeah. about the success, I don't know, can, can soil the, pro- the creative process. I'm not saying don't be successful, please. Those creative successful, go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but there's something about that creative process that's vital. I think it, uh, you're right. And I think it comes to, well, perhaps an oversimplification, but it's looking for the meaning in the success rather than in the process or in the art itself, right? Um, and it, it's a common thought of, of everyone to be like, well, once I reach this point in my life or once I achieve this or once I get this amount of money or once I meet this person or have this or then I'll be happy or then I'll be fine or then I'll be okay. Uh, mm. But it doesn't actually end up working like that. Uh, mm. You know, fortunately or unfortunately, it depends on how you look at it. But I mean, you're right. Like there's suicide in people who have had, you know, commercial success for all time. And you'd think mm. like, who could ask for a better life than like a rock star or like the, a famous author who just they have as much money as they could spend. They get to spend their time however they want, and yet they're still they suffer miserably and and end up you know, killing themselves a lot of the time, which is tragic. And mm. it's, it can be disheartening for like pursuit of success. But I think it's good in the in putting into perspective what's important, right? Mm. 
mm. because the success might make you happy temporarily, right? So you might ride the wave of becoming famous and or, or becoming a, a you know rock star, and you might ride that wave for a little bit, but eventually yourself, your old self, will still catch up with you with doubts and you know all sorts of new challenges come along that you didn't anticipate that you have to deal with. You know, you might become so famous that you can't leave your house anymore without a riot starting. And then you have to spend your whole life indoors and you don't know the people who you meet. Everyone just wants something from you, right? You don't get to form genuine relationships. And you didn't anticipate that when you were dreaming about it, you know, as a kid or whatever. And it's it's not that it's not worth doing, but it's that if you're looking to the success to give you happiness, it's probably not going to work as well as you'd hope. Right, you've got yeah. to find that happiness or the joy or the meaning in the things that you do just in your everyday life, right? And that's in your, your family, in peace within yourself, right? Doing things that feed your soul, whatever it might be, right? Mm. And like that's, I think, where it that and there is an opportunity for people to do that because mm. um, we all have that capacity to feel that joy. And perhaps it's not 100% of the time, but you can certainly work towards making it more substantial than, you know, most, than very rarely, which I guess is, mm. is the case for many people, right? And yeah. it, I, I, I would say it comes down to a mindset in a sense. Um, although it's not, it's, it's, it's actually even beyond that. It's, it's not like, it's not even your thoughts about the situation. It's more like an attitude or a disposition or a, something that's transcendent that just is an inner peace with the situation and you're not looking for yourself or for happiness in the situation but just Mm. like within yourself right um that's exactly it that's exactly it yeah i you've you've nailed it and and (laughs) (laughs) no and and i and i think it i think it is uh, i like what you said at the beginning that it maybe it's putting it too simply i think it i think it is simple I don't want to make life simple, or I don't mean it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, I feel that you know, even in thinking about this podcast, you know, I think what's the value that I could give to people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if we're going to have a conversation, someone's going to listen. Um, what, what would they want to get from it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I, and I feel, and I've read many books, um, and every time I read a book, I'm looking for an answer. And and I finish the book, and I think. I don't know if I've got the answer, yeah. um, and 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 I don't know what the answer is actually. That's you know, I mean, I, I battle sometimes to what the question is that I'm looking for. <laughs> right. But but I think the question is to feel uh, a lot more at ease rather than pent up or worried or stressed. You know, that's just just a bit of calm, the calm mm-hmm. that you get when you're on vacation or whatever. And again, I'm I'm banging on the same door or banging on the same drum, but I get that calm when I'm in creativity. You know. I wake up early every day because if I don't, I don't get my half an hour of writing. But, you know, I, I'm going to be so arrogant here, but I, I'm, I'm my own best comic. I make myself laugh more than anyone makes me laugh. I, yeah. I make myself laugh. And I, I think that my novels are filled with, with this gorgeous, wonderful laughter. <laughs> and yeah. I create it. That's now, the best, though. You know? It's the best. And it's, so it's, it's half an hour of what you might term therapy, or what you might term laughter, what you might term meditation, I'm in my zone. And, and no thoughts about 
am I meeting my deadlines at work or am I doing this or none of those thoughts enter for that half hour. Now, yeah. that is meditation and that's what they say in meditation. And that's why I struggle with meditation. I find more meditation in my creative process because part of meditation is to clear the mind. Well, there's nothing in my mind other than what does this character say next when I'm writing or where does this song go next or this line is so bad, how do I fix it up? And so it really for me is very – it is simple. It is, it is, um, it is th- th- that in that moment, and I feel everyone can get into that moment, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It could be walking dogs. I don't know. It, some people, I see them, they off with the fairies as they're walking their dogs, and I think that's amazing. Look yeah. at them. They, they're off. They're meditating, you know, and then you say to them, do you meditate? They say, no, 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 I don't meditate, you know. Yeah. I watched someone the other day. They said something um, – and I'm tired these days, so I, I can't – but they said something, and I, I thought, I wish I could – what they said was so clever to their child. It was like mm-hmm. so playful. And I said, that was amazing. They said, what did I say? They were in the zone. So I think yes, we tap in all the time. That happens to me a lot, actually. Mm. Um, ironically, is I, people will come up you know, and say things to me. They'll be like, you know, when you said this, um, you know, it really like, had a meaningful impact to me. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm glad that it did. In my head, I'm like, I don't, I don't remember saying that. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember what I was talking about when I said that, or yeah, what, what yeah. I was trying to achieve. And, <laughs> I, I, and I mean, it's a bit of a weird situation, but I, I kind of just, I've accepted that that's just how it is because when I do speak, you know, to people, I try and not think about anything. I try and just be in the moment and whatever yeah. comes out, comes out. And I'm not trying to remember it either, right? Because mm. that's not what's important. Um, I trust that whatever flows through me in the moment is exactly what's needed for the conversation, podcast or not, just, in, just generally speaking, right? Um, and I found that once I accepted that to be the case and I wasn't trying to do anything or, you know, particularly if you try and like impress people with things, that usually doesn't go as well as you would want it to when the best way to do it, it paradoxically is to not try at all and just be. And then people are impressed and you're like, well, this is bullshit, but that's just how it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very strange, it's a very strange occurrence. And it's, I, I don't, and it's also, I don't take it, it's not like, I don't, I don't get any like ego boost or anything from it. Um, when people say that what you know something that I said was impactful to them, I'm like, that's great. You know, um, mm. what I said was relatively unimportant in the big scheme of things. But if you took a message from it that affected you and helped you, then that's awesome. Everybody wins, right? Exactly. Like, I, I'm not some person who knows shit. I don't pretend to know anything or be an expert on anything. I don't. I don't know anything about you know, real serious topics. I can just <laughs> speculate most of the time um, yeah. or just see what thoughts come to mind. Uh, but yeah, just to bring it back, it's like everyone can be in that state of creative flow, right? Yeah. And in fact, we are a lot of the time or some of the time and we just don't remember it because our mind often just deems it as unimportant, right? Yeah. It doesn't, it's not memorable particularly so you don't think about when you're doing it. And it's interesting that you bring the dog walking thing up because like my family have this thing about uh, walking dogs every day. And it's great for the dogs, uh, but they do it mostly for themselves. 
and yeah. they refuse to accept this fact. But if like if my dad doesn't walk his dogs like every day, he's upset, right? He's like, I didn't walk the dogs today, and it's and it's got nothing to do with the dogs. The dogs are fine; they're happy. Sure, I mean it's <laughs> it's obviously good to exercise your dogs, and it's really stimulating for them, and you do want to off give them that opportunity. But they're not sitting and sulking because they didn't go on a walk. You know, he's sitting and sulking because he didn't go on a walk. <laughs> And it's because he didn't have that, you know, hour of meditation where yeah. he was just walking. You know, he doesn't listen to music. He doesn't do anything. He just, just walks with the dogs. He doesn't have to think about anything in particular. And he just gets to be in the world in, and just not think, right? Which yeah. is the creative process that we were talking about. It's that state of flow that just comes yeah. out in that way for him. Um, yeah. And it's amazing that 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 he has that opportunity and that he can do that. And, you know, he does yeah. take time every day to walk the dogs and everyone benefits from it because of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and what's interesting is uh, on that is, is uh, and uh, everyone, everyone, everyone can attest to this. They've just got to dig a bit deep mm. if they, if they can't attest to this, but you know, I, I call it the antenna, but your antenna's on all the time and it's on to receive. It's on to receive ideas. It's on to receive, um, connections, you know, if you want to go, but psychic vibrations, but sure. it's on all the time. And, um, and, and when it, where it gets its best signal is when you, you, you're not busy, when you, when you are in that meditative space. Mm -hmm. So, so it's ironic that, that, you know, when you, when you're being creative, your antenna's up and it's, and then your ideas start to come, but you know, your dad on that walk, you know, check in with him, but you, you probably find he comes back energized, but yeah. also with, with ideas, you know, uh, or maybe what he's done is played out how the day was and thinking, you know, next time I'll do it this way. That's creativity. You're thinking about how to do something differently or, or, you, or with originality or whatever it is. So th those spaces are vital and those creative spaces because they allow the antenna to receive. Yeah. Um, and and I, I feel when we don't receive, that's when we get stuck. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's interesting. There's there's the, the there's a concept of repetitive displacement behavior, mm. which is really what what animals caged in the zoo get. You know, and and what it is is they walk back and forth, back and forth, you know, in their little cage, mm. and they become bored and dull. But our brains are exactly the same. Uh, they they are plastic, not right? neuroplasticity. So, what you feed your brain is 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 gonna is gonna, you know, give it the ability to to mold and shape and and often we're like like the, the tigers in the cage repetitive displacement behavior because we're just doing the same things over and over and so our brains have become hardened and dull and you know but the antenna is always up ready for for a change or a shift or and we just have to give it the space the right. play space you know uh, a walk whatever it is so if you were going to if you were going to coach someone let's say generally speaking to the average listener, right? Um, just in terms of, so it doesn't have to be super specific. It's like, how, how would you encourage someone to enter that space within their life in order to be able to receive and, and to change and to, well, not even change, just to have some experience of creativity that they feel like they might be lacking or that they're yearning for, or even if they just want to explore, you know, just based mm -hmm. on interest, it's like, what, what's the best way to start if, if you feel like you aren't doing it, even though you perhaps might be? 
It's, it's a great question. Um, and, I, and I could actually go a number of ways mm. to, to answer it. I, I suppose the, the first question, it might be harsh what I'd say, but the first question is, is do they want to? Right. Uh, and, if they, and if they say they do, I say, why, are they doing it at the moment? And if not, why are they not doing it? What, what's the stumbling block? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, but I think and that's, that's an important first step because, because it, 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 it's interesting. It's not just about creativity, but we can kind of put it in the blanket of creativity. Mm-hmm. We, we all know, we all know um, what, we meant, what we meant to be doing. You know, we all meant to sleep eight hours a night. We all know we should all not be drinking so much or eating those foods. We all know what we're meant to be doing. Right. But, but we get stuck and we don't, we don't do the things we're meant to be doing. Um, and so the first step would be, would be do you want to? And, right. and what, what, what's, what's stopping you from doing it? And the, the second thing I would, I would just check in with would be what do people want to do? What, what is it that they would do? Like, what, what really fuels the fire? What gets them excited? You know, for you, you said it, but you're doing it. You're doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. You said deep conversations. I, I want to have a conversation with you and I want to go deep. And then it's, it's, it's it, you, you know, once you, if you'd come to me and said, Dave, what do I do? I'd say, well, what do you enjoy doing? Um, it would come out at some point. I want to have conversations. Then it's just a short hop to say, well, how can you do that? Mm-hmm. And eventually you would have, you've come to it by yourself, but you would come to podcasts. And so the, the, the process of the conversation I'd have with the person is to find out what, what it is that, that really fuels their fire. You know, where, where, where do they get lost? You know, mm-hmm. do they get lost in, 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 um, in reading? Is there something there? Do they get lost in, in music? Do they get lost in cooking? Do they get lost in walking dogs? You've got to find out where, where, you know, where they get lost. And the last thing I'd say is, um, can they carve out time for it? Yeah. To start. Um, yeah. Uh, it sounds so simple, but, but that's where, where I would go with it. Yeah. No, I think those are, those are great points. And also, to, to, I would say just to add to remember that, like, it, as we had said, like, it doesn't just happen, Right. And it, it's often take you face against extreme resistance within yourself to doing it, yeah. despite knowing that you want to do it. I mean, as a, as an example, like I bought the gear for my podcast, like the microphone and the headphones and that, like six months before I recorded my first episode, because yeah. it took that long to basically for me to get into a mental space where I was ready to start. But I right. had the desire and the idea long before. Right, but for whatever reason, it just took a while before I actually got the, I guess, courage to just start um, and then keep going or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, transform this into something bigger or successful or if, and and perhaps it won't, and and maybe that's okay, and maybe it just leads to something else. But at the moment. It's like I've, I, I'm so, I feel so lucky to be in a position where I can do this. Um, yeah. Even just for me, right? Like the conversations that I've had with people, they've been so great. And if no one listens to them, that's fine. Like they've been hugely impactful and influential on my life that they've been worth doing just for that. Yeah. Right? And, Absolutely. And, so, and I couldn't have asked for it to be better than um, the way that it is. Right. Yeah. But it does take a lot and there's a huge resistance that comes in and 
all sorts of challenges that you, I didn't imagine would be a problem, which I'm now facing. But it's like, okay, that's fine. That's just part of the journey that I have to be on if I want to yeah. keep doing this, right? Yeah. And you also don't get out of challenge no matter what you do. Life will well, throw well, you some I, I don't, ones. <laughs> I don't think you should get out of challenge. And um, uh, I, I, think, I think you constantly have to be in a discomfort zone of about 20%. So if, you, mm. if you're too far out of your comfort zone, it's going to be too scary. But So you've always got to be within that 20% zone of discomfort. Then, you, right. then the challenge is – then you, you, you're challenging – so you're shaping your old pathways and you're challenging self and, and you're doing something different. And so, it's manageable. And it's manageable. And the other thing I'd ask you is those six months when you were figuring yeah. it out, did you feel like you had purpose? No, but – I had been looking for a purpose, as we would say, for, you know, I don't know, 20 years or something before then, <laughs> where I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Uh, I don't know how to know what I want to do. You know, I kind of know what things I like, but I don't have any, like, passion for anything. Um, at some point, I figured out that I was like, oh, well, what I like to do is to talk to people, right? Mm. Like, that's what I like to do. Um, mm. And I like to learn things. And so... You know, at university, I did like philosophy and psychology because I was like, I enjoy those things and maybe it'll go somewhere and maybe it won't. But I, you know, I can at least get benefit from just the, doing that by itself is good enough. And mm. then, then I started a job and that was fine. Like it was in sales and it just doesn't fit my personality. And, uh, you know, some people love it and good for them. So it's not like it's mm. all sales are bad. It was just for me that just, it, you know, wasn't, wasn't good. And then. Eventually, I was like, oh, maybe I want to do like therapy because that's talking to people, right, and helping them and things like that. And I actually did. I started a program and I did like eight or nine months and I was like, I don't want to do this at all. Like I'm doing this because I think it might lead to something else, but it's I don't – that's just not for me, right? I mean yeah. therapy is hugely important and I love being a client in therapy, but the prospect of being a therapist was just it's not – I don't know. I don't think I'm emotionally stable enough to contain problems 24 hours a day of other people, you know? Mm. Um, mm. And some people are, and, you know, God bless those who are. Yeah. Like my parents uh, are both therapists. And so, and, but then eventually it led to this point where I'm, I had, it was a very difficult transition period of like forcing myself to have to make difficult decisions about what's like what's meaningful or where I at least want to try and go to do something for myself um, instead of like what I should be doing in quotes mm. right mm. Um, and it, it led here and I'd always been a fan of podcasts for many many years and I'd always like fantasized about doing one and I know I knew like deep down somewhere that like I could do it because I, I luckily can converse relatively easily with most people about a variety of topics, even though I'm not, I don't claim to be knowledgeable about anything in particular, I'm happy to just sit and ask questions and mm. engage and listen, right? Mm. And then it just, one day I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try, right? Mm. And then I bought the equipment and then it took like six months before I, I, you know, I got that to a point where I felt like, okay, I'm ready to start. Um, mm. And once I had done that, then it kind of gets the ball rolling, you know. Mm. And that that was just a short one of my journey, but 
here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, a, you, you do it very well. And um, it's interesting because right. there's a number of trial and error processes that you um, that that yes. that got you to this point. Even um, still, it's trial even and still, error. even yeah. still, yeah. But but as you were talking, it's 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 interesting. You know, you asked the question, "What would I say to people, and, and how would I engage with someone?" Um, I would I would also add then just to to that to 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 what you, your process and and if I was engaging with someone. I mean, if I think of it as advice I was giving, mm. you know, and, and advice is always tough because it, it's advice for my life. This is my experience, yeah. not, you know, it might not resonate with anyone else. But what I would say is, number one, you know, to remove the concept of time from this process of creativity. That, that oh, I'm too old or, oh, I'm too, I should have done it when I was younger or that must be removed. This is not yeah. about achievement, right? This is, I mean, yes, it's achievements, personal achievement, but... I would remove time from the process and I would also remove the, those, you know, the, there's these inner voices, we, you know, the, the, the shouldn't do that or why are you doing that or you'll look silly or all of that stuff. Um, that, that's hugely um, uh, debilitating for, for, for a creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I really do, what I'm, where I'm appealing is to the child inside, yeah. to the child that has been lost somewhere um, maybe in the education system, maybe it got lost there. Maybe it got lost in in with, with parents, not not wittingly, but sure. it, I, I appeal to the child inside um, because because the child um, knows how to have fun and knows how to play, and and I think it's as simple as that. That's what creativity is. It's it's about fun and play, and and fun doesn't mean not challenge, not difficult, not failure, not hurt yourself. Mm. Um, you know, my daughter came home last week. I have to tell you, it looked like she'd been knocked out by someone with a fat lip and a nose a bit skew. Oh, and she's yeah. four, yeah. And and she was playing, you know, and having a great time doing it. And and so there's these injuries along the way, of course. But yeah. but what what we're attaching to is this idea of of um, expression, self-expression, soul work, um, and and that's really for me the the core of 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 all of this, you know? Yeah. Um, Find what's so, so, soul. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and to, to try and it's kind of eliminate this, this inner fear or the, the, the scared part of, of, of that, you know, mm-hmm. a song came on the radio, uh, this morning, not radio. I lied to you. It's not a radio. I do my own playlists. I'm that kind oh. of person. Um, and a, and a song came on and I, I got the beat, right? I got the groove. It's like, you know, hopper six in the morning. And I got self-conscious that the neighbors could all see because there's two neighbors that can see in. Right. So I'm doing this like weird. Yeah. My, my body wants to move. Let it move. Yeah. It wants to move. Let it go. What is holding me back? This, this, yeah. What is that thing holding me back? That thing. That's what, what we got to get a hold of. Yeah. And so. I mean, that can happen to you when you're by yourself. You by yourself. Feel, you can feel embarrassed. And it's a very peculiar experience. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, you know, and then, and then you take that further, you know, where you go, oh, I'd love to do a tapestry. Oh, but, you know, it's for when you're young. What am I going to do with it? Waste of time. I'd love to learn to knit. Yeah. I'd love to d- d- design my own children's toys. But, you know, and how long knitting takes and off goes that voice. Right. And, and knitting's, you know, then you've got the stereotypes that attach themselves to knitting. You know, hey Dave, what did you do this weekend? You know, I played some golf. What did you do? I knitted. You got, you know, <laughs> so. But but in in right. me, 
it's this desire. And the longer I wait for it, the older I get. So there's no time and there's no, you know. So I would say if you can eliminate that stuff, which I say it, I work on that as well. Yeah, everyone does, right? Like Mm. that's part of the life process is just figuring out how to deal with yourself. Mm. Um, Mm. And it's also how you feel about what you're doing, right? Like if you're passionate about knitting and you speak with passion and you don't like have sort of embarrassment attached to it, other people will get that and they'll be like, oh, that's quite cool, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I wonder yeah. what he's knitting. Like, maybe I should start knitting. Um, <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like fun, you know? Yeah, uh, it's a, yeah. It's a great thing to do. And, and that's because you just are unashamedly, you know, embracing yourself fundamentally. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think that's, that's I mean, I mean that, that for me is like... I, I'm kind of thinking of this on the spot, but that's almost mm. like the, 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 the Zen pinnacle of creativity. It's like your total self-expression. And, and I'm not talking about voyeurism or I'm talking about this inner like, you know, total just, just it could be voyeurism. I mean, there's, there's, what, there's what's that South African performance artist's name? But he, he's, but that's his creativity. But it, it's really for me that, and it, there's, there's, there's a joie de vivre to it. It's just, I'm mm-hmm. not saying you're always going to be happy doing it, but it's, it's really your, your, yourself coming out, right? So, um, yeah, as uh, you know, I, I'm, as you see, I'm just a big, um, a big believer in creativity. No, um, so am I. And it, it definitely is, is worth, you know, believing in and pursuing and, and finding your place in it because yeah. the rewards that you get from it are just, are just so worth it. You know, it's what makes life living worth living as you say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Dave, this has been an absolutely fabulous conversation. I, uh, I really appreciate you coming on today and, uh, yeah, I look forward to our next one. It's been great. Yeah. Shane, thank you for the invite. It's been wonderful to uh, shoot the breeze with you and go, go into some spaces that are really uh, passionate for me. So uh, it's very rare that I can have conversations like this. So <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you. Um, Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm. All right. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Cool. All right. All right. Bye. Cheers.